You can't yeah. have canal without the word anal. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's a fact. So tell me again, they're not a fucking trash river. <laughs> <laughs> it's just above ground sewage. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Hi. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. There's never enough time to please me. And Juice. I'm not even going to try. Hi. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Juice, what's this month's theme? This month is the sexiest month of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We are in Van Damuary. Van yeah, we Damn are. it. Oof. Man, this month has been a trip so far, and I got to see a movie this week that I haven't seen in ever. Dave, what did you surprise me with? I, I cannot believe that you have not seen this movie before what? because I know I've seen it double digits, if not more <laughs> than that. Uh, I went with an absolute <laughs> classic of the JCVD genre, which I'm shocked we haven't watched before for Van Damuary from 1994, Time Cop. Yeah. yeah. I would so. like to fuck the police, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we <laughs> know. I do, actually. Just Although. You know what? Even though I've seen this movie a lot of times, some parts of it did not age as well as they did in my memory. But we'll get into that. Okay, but yes, you're right, Dave. Before we go any farther, we need an elevator pitch. Uh, so you and Casey have been contacted by the TEC, the Time Enforcement Commission. Apparently, Jay got a hold of that super secret time machine and has been wreaking havoc in the past. So you guys got to go stop him, and they put you in the machine. However, their calculations were off by more than a little bit, and you end up in Venice. About 20 feet in the air, you are falling. You got about 10 seconds before you plunge face first into a trash river. Sell us this movie. Ew. JCVD saves Ferris Bueller's girlfriend through a combo of spin kicks, high kicks, splits, and time travel. Four seconds. That was a very efficient. Yeah. Yeah, that was impressive. This was really the high point of JCVD, where he wasn't even fighting anymore. He was just showing off how high he could get his leg in the air, and the bad guy would give up. So, Case, as mentioned, you have come along with me on this time travel mission, and unfortunately, you got about 10 seconds before you fall into that same trash canal with me. Oh, God. I'll kill myself in nine. In the 10 <laughs> seconds before the water gets in your mouth, sell us on this movie. Two Van Dams make the weirdest action-packed version of This Old House meets 12 Monkeys, all while sporting a 90s lady gym teacher haircut. Seven seconds. I had a gym, a gym teacher with that God haircut. Damn it. You're right. 2004 <laughs> did not have that haircut, but 1994's gym teacher, she did. Yeah. Casey, in Time Cop, we can't travel to the future, so I guess we're just going to have to go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. But wait, I want to see if I ever get that haircut. Do I ever become a gym teacher? I don't think so. No. <laughs> you don't have to travel. laugh that hard when you say no, okay? <laughs> I know what I look like. Fuck you. Take us through the plot. Let's time travel our way through this shit. Yeah, you're going to room travel to the couch tonight. Time Cop is here to warn us that as soon as time travel is invented, it will immediately be seized by the state by a violence. Of course. Of course. They're called police, Jay. Time Cops, if you will. 
in this film, time cops work for the TEC, the Time Enforcement Commission. JCVD plays Max Walker, who was offered a job at the TEC in 1994. Max is undecided until his house blows up and his wife dies. So now there's one less person to nag him about his choice, motivating him to take the job and grow a mullet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is residual mullet from last week's movie, Hard Target. He just kind of like cleaned up the end. I could have, it looked a little dry, I'm not going to lie. Time Cop jumps us 10 years into the future and bet that the mullet would be a popular hair choice in 2004. Uh, Maybe the wrong bet there. I don't know. Max is now a Time Cop veteran and gets a new partner from Internal Affairs, Sarah. She's a fucking betrayer. Casey, you say that like she betrayed you. Well, betraying JCVD is like betraying me. Yeah, yep. Sarah and Max jump back to 1994 to stop Senator McComb from murdering his old business partner, where Sarah earns her betrayer label by siding with the evil senator. Uh, McComb runs the Senate Oversight Committee for the TEC. In his spare time, he likes to manipulate all of space-time for his own financial means. Yeah, but he's not even fucking any good at it, right? Like, sure, when Max first returns to 2004, McComb succeeds in setting himself up as a serious presidential candidate, and he's a stock-owning billionaire. But McComb can't stop Max and his buddy, the TEC director, from escaping back to 1994 in a bid to stop him. The TEC director dies of a high-speed lead poisoning, but not before he manages to send Max back to the day his wife was killed in 94. Max realizes this and talks to her as the future him changes her plans. Two men dance at the same damn time. No, Casey, no, you can't do that. They're the same matter that can't occupy the same space at one time. It's time travel rules. Oh, Dave, that won't be a problem. I've got different spaces (laughs) in different places, so. Okay, well, past Max never sees future Max. In the beginning of the movie, Max was knocked out before the house explosion, so this time future Max helps his past self win the fight, but secretly. Yeah, like a time-traveling shadow double that don't have sex with each other. That's when McComb takes Max's wife hostage. He's ready to blow himself sky-high because he thinks that past McComb will still become president. But Max lured past McComb to his house where it's about to be blown up and shoves the two McCombs together. And we all know that the same actor cannot occupy the same space. Which, you know, of course turns the McCombs into goo with eyes before they went out of existence forever. Gross. Future Max escapes the impending explosion with his now unconscious wife. He leaves her next to the unconscious past Max and returns to his own timeline, discovering that his best friend is now very alive again. And even the plucky rookie is back. You know, Sarah, the girl who betrayed him. They even managed to shoehorn in an internet article that says that Senator McComb mysteriously disappeared in 1994, and Time Cop tenderly finishes with Max returning home to his wife and child. That he just found out about. We need to focus on the thing we've been asking the most questions about through all of this, which is a thousand questions about time travel and how this movie does not follow its own rules. Which, Mm. I like a rule breaker, but also it creates a bit of confusion. So, like, piggybacking on what you brought up last, how do you pretend to love a child you just met that you're supposed to have known for 10 years? Oh, man. Like, do you fake amnesia? What if you find out that kid's an asshole? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay, so. (laughs) I need to lead with that. Like, I Are you glad she brought that up? That's what gives you joy in life? No, I've, 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 okay. (laughs) 
here's what I really wanted out of this movie. Uh, All right. Number two, I, I actually had two different things. One, I want to see an alternate cut where after Max comes back at the end and it looks like he saved the day, he goes outside and it's the planet of the apes world because they've been talking <laughs> so much with the time stream. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's the first one. The David then, Fincher cut. Okay, right. gotcha. Then, but then we just leave this completely the same and we get Time Cop 2. Time Cop 2 is not about Max saving all of space time again. Time Cop 2 is the story of the man with the world's worst case of PTSD because he remembers <laughs> 10 years of history that never happened. And it's just JCVD going through a complete breakdown. That's the other thing. Wouldn't the memories be in his head after he stopped back at the future? Because when so you that, make memories, that's a physical change in your brain when you learn to do things and when you learn things. So if you can get a scar instantly from getting cut on the cheek, like Juice brought up, he got like, you know, okay, he fell off a roof. So when that happened, future Mac should have all of a sudden been like, God damn, arthritis is flaring <laughs> up today. Like, yeah. you're going to well, have old sports right. injuries all of a sudden. Let's establish the rules that they do demonstrate. Okay. At one point, there are two Macombs in 1994, and yeah. past Macomb gets cut on the face, which immediately creates a scar on the face of future Macomb. So, yes, you're mm -hmm. correct, Case. It does imply that that stuff should carry forward. Feasibly, maybe that they're making memories at the same time. Like, Macomb to, from the, the future might remember them as they're happening, right? That could work. That could be a way that they could write it out. But Even they if don't they ever just have do to make that. it back to their own timeline. Right, I think right. as soon as Van Damme made it back to the to 2004 again at the very end when he has a fan, like right. he should have the physical memories of what happened in the last 10 years. But he doesn't. Instead, like Dave said, he remembers 10 years of history yeah. that never happened. <laughs> he just remembers his own timeline. I think yeah. this is actually, this is uh, kind of like that Michael Crichton book. I think it was called Time Quake. They're not actually time traveling. They're just visiting alternate dimensions that are really close well, to ours. So they imply that's not what they're doing, though, in the beginning, right? Because the rules of, of the TEC are that they can see time ripples that are changing the future. So the implication is that you can go into the past and change stuff, and you're, you're manipulating the same timeline. So yeah. I, I thought about that, right? I thought maybe, oh, they're jumping to parallel timelines. But, but that's inconsistent with what they do in the beginning. And I know we're probably thinking about this way too much. Oh, so much more than the filmmakers do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much more. Uh, the whole fucking film is lousy with grandfather paradoxes. <laughs> like, well, right, the entire so plot of the film does not work with even a rudimentary look at the actual mechanics of it. <laughs> right, right. This is why when I got really upset when we were talking about the movie that Shitty Cinema watched, when I talked about how shitty Macomb is this, because he talks about wiping people out of existence and then has the opportunity to do that with Jean-Claude Van Damme's character and doesn't. Yeah, he keeps just trying to kill his fine ass. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Second question. Do you think if you were super careful and maybe wore gloves, you could still have a threesome with two Van Dams? <laughs> like if you know, they wear gloves? Well, they yeah. touch with their clothes, so the implication is that's close okay, enough. Okay, okay. I don't well, know how close it's too close. still going to be like, you know, three feet of my torso separating them. So <laughs> I think it'd be okay as long as we're careful. Yeah, I call that one the pig roast, and I mean it. Um, <laughs> I also, speaking of pig roast, I don't like that Macomb fat shames his past self. Like He does. He does. I, he, he's like, lay off the fucking candy bars. You know what I would say to my former larger self? I'd be like, hey, guess what? It gets better. Keep working. <laughs> Keep working. 
<laughs> I like your positivity. That. Yeah, you got I that don't... positive psychology, right? Uh, Good motivation. But I say that, but my my thoughts are always like you fucking little pig. Right. You know no, <laughs> it's Cliff Bar. It's good for you. If I got to meet my past self, it's just going to be screaming a lot of bad decisions they shouldn't make with buy Bitcoin thrown in there periodically. <laughs> <laughs> buy all of the Bitcoin. Right. All of the Bitcoin. Invest in Apple. Like, it's already huge, you dumbass. Like, I don't know what year it happened. <laughs> Look, I didn't start paying attention until like three years ago, okay? Zoom. Zoom's a thing. Start paying attention earlier, I guess. Buy Zoom. Okay, what what was your favorite time travel moment in this movie? It okay, it wasn't my favorite, but I do want to point out one in particular, which is the one that kicks us all off uh, when Max's former <laughs> partner goes back to what was this the 1920s to become That's, a stock yes. trader. Yes. That's my yeah. favorite fight scene. In they the implied film. it was right before the stock crash. He runs back to 1929, and they kind of lay it out like he's just going to stay there now and be, yeah. you know, a and be the smartest stock trader in the world because he's got a copy of USA Today from 2004, which, again, grandfather paradoxes. As soon as he starts fucking with the stock market in 1929, none of those numbers match anymore. But more importantly, even if you're the richest man on the planet, why the fuck would someone from 2004 want to live in 1929? It fucking sucks. Any time before tampons were invented, we talk about time travel a lot at work, and I'm always like... Yeah, I can't like I'm not going before the sixties. I'm sorry. Like Right, like no. I the richest Rockefeller in the planet still has to have his goddamn ice delivered to his home. Fuck all of that. Yeah. <laughs> but on the plus side, there's cocaine in everything. They have cocaine wine prescribed to you from okay. a doctor. Oh. So I mean You can uh, get heroin, heroin in a fucking yeah. bottle in the twenties. Yeah, Go don't on. plan on living forever. I'm That's going back true. to the 20s then on a very short trip. Get a lot of fucking money. Get a lot of fucking drugs that are very easily accessible. Because they still they don't know what the fuck the drugs are doing now. They're just like, here, like, we found these things. Yeah. Use them. Uh, to your point, Jay, I think that's where Macomb actually gets it right with time travel. Because Macomb looks at, oh, I can use all of time to my ends. Anything before 1994, I don't, I don't care. It's just too old. Like, I get that. <laughs> I 100% get that. Okay, but we need to talk about his partner once he's been caught just decides to jump out the window. Like, really? You survive time travel and you're just going to end it by jumping out of the window? If you're dead, if Macomb kills you and then wipes out your whole family, who cares because you'll be dead first? Who fucking yeah, cares? right. Well, before he's even born. Fuck them kids. They don't right. exist. <laughs> They don't exist. It's fine. That's the best way to go out is to just not exist at yeah. all. He also says that Macomb's going to take out his grandparents and erase his whole family, including his, quote, fucking cat. And I love the idea <laughs> of a time traveling villain who is so petty that he will hunt down your pet's ancestors to erase them from existence. Oh, I like better the idea that this guy really <laughs> thinks that this cat is his brother. Like, it's one of those things, like, your mom tells you to be nice, that, you know, your dog's like your brother. Like, the, he believes this cat is his kin. His kin. <laughs> like, gotcha. it's, it's not even the same cat from when you were a kid. It was just a different black cat. But you go, you, you go, buddy. I was kind of disappointed. He's supposed to be JCVD's partner, and he never fights once. He just has his goons fight him. Which yeah, well, I, gives us the best fight scene in the movie. But still, if you're, I mean, if you're a time cop, you're not even going to fight. 
What a little bitch. I got the sense that he wasn't a hand-to-hand time cap. He's more like uh, the paperwork the time cap. He's, He's the like uh, guy. he does paperwork and he does the. He's shooting, the wise you know? guy. He's the wise time cop. Yeah, he seemed kind of smart. I mean, he was doing his stock market thing. Yeah. He doesn't know how to draw a circle. I don't know that I'd call him smart. Okay, you know what? It doesn't matter because for the first time in this film, which is in the first half hour of the oh. movie, we get JCVD splits. First time oh, in the month. It should yes. not be three weeks in. That's sad. Mm-hmm. But and you know what? I'll take that's it. That's true. So he does this little move where he uh, drops down into the splits to avoid the old lamp to the face trope, you know, as you do. <laughs> I mm-hmm. wish I saw that more like p- more pitchers in baseball doing that when like a line drive hits and they're about to get like hit in the face and they just drop into the splits because, oh, my God, I want to see Jean-Claude Van Damme in baseball pants. Someone please make that happen. <laughs> Does he do like a Bagger Vance baseball movie? That was the quickest jump into Casey's corner I think we've ever had. I know, Sorry. right? Just immediately mid-conversation. Oh, my God. Hold on. I just thought about that. Okay. Just okay. Hold on, I gotta now, bring I, it back from baseball I, pants. I, I was gonna say I can't think of anything else right now, so <laughs> that's all I'm gonna think about the rest of the day. Uh, okay, so he, okay, he does the splits, which is badass, but he also does a little more, a little kung fu. He does the old run up the wall trick, like the old Jackie Chan where they try to run yeah. him into something, and he's like, "Just watch this, watch my quick little feet, do 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 do," and l- like runs dope. up and around and ends up on the other side of him. Cute, love it. I'm a it sucker for that strategy. It, it's a good stunt, which they did uh, about 70% of the way there. Yeah. <laughs> Could have it works so. It's yeah. good for an action flick. You know, it's it's not a kung fu flick, but it's good for an action flick. Right. And they also incorporate a musical part of it because he breaks a stick in half and plays oh. an Irishman, like the drum solo from In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. <laughs> Ending it with either <laughs> sodomizing him or just poking him in the ass so hard that he blacks out. Like I think he blasts him in the nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, nut oh so like a back alley vasectomy because that was sharp yeah. on the end of it. It's broken <laughs> ass wood. You're getting a splinter. Or several. It's gonna look like a wooden porcupine fucked you up. Like I mean, have you ever like smashed on a drum cymbal? I, I imagine that's what it felt like on your balls. But if the drumstick was jagged as fuck on the end i mean i think he got him with the flat of it not the sharp bit of it which Dave, you watched a movie and i watched a different one okay <laughs> you stay in your corner he fucking cornholed this dude with a broken pool stick or whatever that was he brought a chair leg and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter he's a time cop he doesn't have time <laughs> to not just end it now I told you, it's the state seizing control by violence. And you know what? He talks about not having time. That's his first line in the movie, which is my absolute favorite line in the movie, where he's like, he walks up behind Ferris Bueller's girlfriend, which she has a name. Nobody fucking cares. It's fine. Um, There's never enough time. And she's like, (laughs) for what? To satisfy a woman. Like, baby, you (laughs) can't. You come at me with that line, you can quit your job and I'll support us both. If Van Damme came up to me and said that to me while I was shopping, I'd be like, fucking done. 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 Wow. I just sold my house. What just <laughs> happened? It's a sex thing. Okay. Can I can I tell you something else? Dave noticed this. Uh, that I call my vagina this old house? You can call <laughs> your vagina this old house. 
there's something else that you might not have picked up. Dave, Dave noticed something about this. If you notice, Jean-Claude Van Damme is always running when they go through the time portals, but Macomb is always walking, implying that Macomb thinks that he has plenty of time, while Van Damme doesn't have much time left. You're literally a time traveler. You have all oh. the time you need. <laughs> though it does show a very it shows a difference in character right dave's so wise who are you well also it, within the movie's own logic macomb just has a better quality time machine because van damme has to be launched at high speed with this little pod and then during at least one of his time travel trips he just falls out of the air from like 20 feet up it kind of looks like if they put a lot of money into disaster transport at Cedar Point and made yes. it part of a movie. Yeah. Like if they mixed the dragster with disaster transport and just had it go at a wall, that's yeah. the best ride yeah. ever. Well, yeah, no, yeah. obviously they would have to theme it in a Back to the Future type theme. Yeah. It's got a, well, they can't do that. They don't own that property. That's a I Disney would, property. I would but be they've so got a giant Dave, fucking rocket on the back that just lights on fire. If I got on, on disaster transport and then ended up in a fucking river. Like, no. Wait, no. isn't that wasn't normal for you on disaster transport? You know what? Uh, the, here's something else we should have considered. There was probably a lot of terrorist activity going on in the 80s, which would explain Van Damme's mullet, because he's spending so much time there, he's got to blend in. And just one of the side effects oh. is why he has a fucking mullet in 2004. Okay, I was I was really fucking curious as to that. That makes a lot of sense, Casey. That's that come full circle there. Thank you. <sighs> Pulled it off, baby. Okay. The important question, though, you, you had mentioned earlier, this is a continuation of the hard target mullet. Which mullet was better, hard target or time cop? Hard target because it was wet and probably smelled like old cigarettes. I'm going to go I, mullet. second vote for hard target, but very much not for those reasons, just because... <laughs> The mullet made sense in the context of the yeah. film for okay, Hard Target. Okay, all right. Yeah. In future Juice. Time Cop, with a mullet does not. No, I'm I'm totally behind Casey's ideas that he specializes in, like, patrolling the 80s, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. So yeah. he's got that mullet so that, that it doesn't matter. He can just go, and he fits right in. It just blends in. Yep. I, Hide in plain sight. That's how you spy, man. I, uh... I'm going to have to agree with everybody. It's the hard target mullet, yeah. but I agree for Casey's reasons, too. It's that greasy fucking cigarette-smelling mullet for me. I want it wet. Also, I like that the villains are just dastardly looking in leather and mean faces. They clearly indicate that they're the bad characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got yeah. the slick back hair. They got hoop right. earrings. Right. Yeah. You make a movie like this nowadays, you have to have at least, like, three distinct, fully fleshed out henchmen characters that have got right. their own quirks and, like, dialogue. Fuck all of that for the 90s. Or we're just going to make some people who you look at them and go... Bad guys. Got it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Bad guys. Weird piercing, like wearing soccer shin guards as a fashion statement. They're from the future. They are not insane people that robbed a Goodwill. They're from the future. <laughs> okay, you know what? I got to point out, I learned something that I did not learn from Bill Nye. And honestly, Mr. Nye, I'm disappointed. The scientist, not the actor. I learned that you can put a bad guy in front of like a giant tube shooting out dry ice and freeze half uh -huh. of his body mm -hmm. and then nitrogen. kick him and he breaks apart. You can literally kick him apart. Didn't you see 007? Golden Didn't Eye? you see Demolition Man? 
didn't you see Terminator 2? Right. <laughs> I guess my Tracy, brain. come on. Fuck, you're right. I, right. Yeah, this is not a new gag. But he only We're did not scientists. half of them. Did they do half? Sometimes. Uh, Why was that so popular? Oh, oh, Snowpiercer. I forgot. They do it in Snowpiercer. Uh, I didn't watch that. Oh, you should. It's great. What, what do you mean by only half? It's fucking great. It's awesome movie action. This is I love the liquid nitrogen break pieces off of people. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so we borrowed that, I guess. We sure. kind of borrowed some Stargate vibes with the uh, the gate that they have to not run the car into when they time travel. <laughs> that really felt, felt Stargate-y. I got a little bit of that, too, when McCombs guys were just walking through. Either that or sliders. Oh. It looked, it okay. felt, sliders. They felt a lot See, like sliders. I felt, okay. I felt very slidersy. I didn't watch Sliders because I'm not a fucking woman. nerd, but um, I, I believe you on that. Um, I was also going to point out that their future guns looked a lot like Super Scope sometimes. Kind of like yeah! Mario. Do you, the, I don't remember what scene it was, but I was like, is that that fucking Super Scope again? Is this made by like it the was, same building? It was that first fight scene in the 1920s. Yeah. I yeah. think you're right. They yeah. have like Super Scope. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, the future guns really confuse me because they tried to make them look like, you know, they're they're from 10 years in the future. So they've got these big suppressors on the front of them and they're all sci fi. But then one of the dudes just has a fucking full size police mag light bolted to the top of it. <laughs> just tape it on. It's fine. OK, like I got a button. OK, but Casey, their 2004 was not like our 2004 at all. How so? Well, OK, aside from the guns, right? There were the cars, which looked like plastic 80s cars cars with with vents. I mean, they nailed an awesome feature. They had auto driving, which we are now getting, but not in 2004. They kind of looked like the the Elon Musk truck, though. This is actually canonical. Elon Musk goes back in time (gasps) and creates a, you know, an 80s version or a 90s version of the Cybertruck. And then, you know, because, I mean, self-driving, it, that's futuristic. Yeah. And just does it earlier. Okay. Yep. Wow. All right. Do you know how many tickets I could have avoided with a self-driving car? Thanks a lot, Elon. <laughs> I know, right? Asshole. And do you think in 1994, Van Dam, do you think that he thought he'd still be as popular 10 years from now? I think anyone doing ten grand a week work with cocaine absolutely thinks a lot of themselves. So yes, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's basically living the Titanic King of the World scene at all times. Right. I can see how that's attractive. I don't know, but I I think ninety four is the peak. I think ninety four is peak Van Dam, and he starts losing popularity. I'm not saying it's warranted, but after this, what else does he have that's like? That not that we love. I fucking love him always. I love sudden death. It's the only way I can talk to men about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. 94 is absolutely peak Van Damme in terms of his original run of films right around this time is like I said up top right around this time is when we start seeing him do less actual martial arts and Kung Fu and more just start showing off how high he can hold his leg up in the air. Uh, yeah. And stop actually like fighting it. people. We didn't get that much kung fu from him in this movie. He was mostly shooting guns in his action sequences. I I have a I I mean I guess maybe so. It's like Peak Van Dam in terms of popularity. 
but he makes some really fun action flicks after this. So I don't, I don't really know how to answer that question because I'm too close to Van Damme's thighs. Yeah. If you're looking at numbers, he doesn't draw the crowd that he used yeah. to after this point. And here's not to say that he doesn't have anything good after this. He absolutely, again, sudden death. Even later, you have Jean-Claude Van Johnson and JCVD from 2008 where he's fucking hilarious. And he stops when he stops taking himself so seriously. It's beautiful. In The Expendables 2, he plays Jean oh, Villon, yeah. which is just himself, but as a bad guy. And Love he's it. fucking great. I also want to point out three years after this movie came out is when Frank Dukes tried to say JCVD's fight record was bullshit, even though, like, he has witnesses to his fights, unlike Frank Dukes. But the way, <laughs> allegedly, the way Van Damme's lawyer argued it was, dude, his fighting is, I mean, look at his acting. He's obviously good at fighting, not acting. And that was his fucking defense. Like, burn. <laughs> but damn. Like, yes, you can tell he's been in fights. Dude, I would love – I've never been able to find him, but I would love to watch some of his kickboxing because he's obviously very skilled and very I, controlled. Yeah, I have I, – I can't even remember if I actually saw it, but I have this, like – repressed memory of one grainy vhs video of him in a <laughs> kickbox fight were you in a musty basement or a van dave quite no, possibly no, no. skip yes. the trauma just tell me about this video i'm highly interested <laughs> his kickboxing record was 18 one and zero with 18 knockouts he had one <clears throat> disqualification all right although caveat like every kickboxer that has a lot of wins, almost always wins by knockout because getting kicked in the head tends to knock people out. <laughs> so, yeah, because like every kickboxer I look up, I go, holy shit, look at that knockout. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we've talked a lot about Time Cop and the mechanics of time travel here, but all that really matters is. Did we enjoy the movie? So, Case, we're going to start it off with you. 1994's Time Cop. I know this is not your first time viewing it, but mm -mm. after coming back to it again, would you watch it again? Multiple splits, killer fights, allusion to cunnilingus, all starring my number one man. Are you fucking for real? Yes, I'm going to watch this again. It's not in my top five as a lot of it's shot in the dark and the rain masking my beautiful, beautiful time cop. But yeah. based on the jumping split scene, it looks like that thin blue line is more of a thick tan python, if you know what I mean. So, um, <laughs> yes. Hey. Sexy fuck the, the time police. Um, yeah, it just makes me reminisce about all the ways I would be a better wife than Ferris Bueller. And, uh, yeah, I'd watch it again and I'd pray that Max is coming back to seduce <laughs> me in a mall. So, Jay, what about you? 1994's Time Cop. Would you watch it again? Man, I don't know what to say. We ragged a little bit on the action, but honestly, I enjoy it. It is a little dark. I wish it was better shot, better lit a little bit. Overall, though, it's fun. It's a good action movie. I don't think too much about time travel movies because it ruins it. I love the time travel mechanic. It's cheesy. Van Damme is fucking great the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've seen Time Cop dozens of times. I hope to watch it dozens more. Yes, I will absolutely watch Time Cop again. Juice, what about you? 1994's Time Cop, would you watch it again? 
Well, unlike any of you, I've never seen this movie. It was a fucking gem, ladies and gentlemen. This was so much fun. I can't believe I hadn't seen it. It's I. You're right. It was a little dark, but it was fantastic. It hit all the fucking markers that it needed to hit for a goddamn good JCVD film. So hell yeah, God Van damn it, yes. I'm going to sit down and watch Time Cop again. Nice. Uh, Dave, I I know you've seen it. I know you brought this. You you did well, sir. But end of the night, are you going to sit down and watch it again? I you know I have seen it, but. Like I mentioned up top, it's been a while since I've seen it, and there's some parts of it that did not age as well as I remembered them uh, being. There's not as much combat as I remembered in it, and what's here isn't really up to snuff for what Van Damme can really do. Uh, the whole concept of a time police agency is a really cool idea, and it's not executed anywhere near as well as they did in my memory. Uh, if that's something you're into, Jet Li's The One is Far better than this movie in every possible way. But it is still a lot of stupid fun. And the performances are not good, but I like watching them. And the movie never takes itself too seriously, and it moves along at a pretty solid clip. It doesn't really slow down at any point to fuck around and let you worry too much about the mechanics of it. So I did not at any point feel bored. I still enjoy watching it after all these years. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to watch Time Oh, yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Well, Cinemites, the verdict is in. Four out of four of us are going to go back in time and watch Time Cop again. We're going to go back to 1994 and watch it in the theaters. Who wants to come? Oh, my God. Me. But, Cinemites, after you're done watching this, you do need to come back next week because I have another very special edition to Van Damuary. We've been talking a lot about, you know, what was JCVD's falling off point? Like, when did he stop becoming good? We're going to continue that and go a couple of years into the future, 1996, with Maximum Risk. I don't think Woo! I've seen this movie. I hadn't either. That's honestly why I picked it. I'm just saying that because I don't recognize the cover. Well, in the meantime, Cinemites, thank you so much for listening. We're almost up to 3,000 listens. Yeah. Special thanks to JB Wallace, our largest patron so far. Uh, pull a Wallace and uh, check out our Patreon page. Check out shittycinema.com for any and all updates. Casey's on Instagram at casey.cinema if you want to see the dogs making all the fucking noise in my track. And uh, in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, pull out the taser, and see if Jay can do the splits in the kitchen. I probably can. Huh?